I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Future Cast on the Player Profiler Radio Network on the good old YouTube and on the podcast feed. If you're listening on a podcast, be sure to type in the Future Cast in wherever you're listening to podcasts on Spotify, on Apple, and subscribe to the, the Spotify or Apple channel that's called the Future Cast. It's not just on the Player Profiler Radio Network. It's the Future Cast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you click that five star on there and leave us a little review but today we're going to walk through a little bit of what i saw at the georgia pro day i might talk a little bit about the clemson the south carolina pro days compare some of these prospects as well as walking through the nfl mock draft index and the nfl draft order for the upcoming nfl draft which is just under six weeks away kansas city baby it's coming quick it's coming very very quick but without further ado let's get into the show I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Takeaway number one, these are my big eight, my great eight prospect workouts from this week, from the three pro days I went to. I ranked these top eight guys. They're over there on Twitter at Carpenter NFL. Starting with number eight, Zach Pickens from South Carolina. Zach Pickens came in. Uh, so him, Brian Brisset, and Jalen Carter are all were the three best defensive linemen that I wanted to go look at this week. Miles Murphy didn't work out. Nolan Smith is more of an edge guy, more of a stand-up outside backer. But these three interior guys, Jalen Carter, Brian Bursay, and Zach Pickens are three guys I really wanted to look at. 
coming in, expectation probably has Jalen Carter, obviously top five, top 10. Brian Bersay, maybe in the 20s, probably early round two, if not. And then Pickens kind of could just draw his own area, whether it's going to be late second, early third, mid third, late third, wherever it's going to be. Pickens, number eight on this list. The other two guys are ahead of, well, Carter's not on the list, but number eight, Zach Pickens. Didn't look bad. Had a good workout. Brenson Buckner was the lead defensive line coach from the Jacksonville Jaguars that worked out Zach. Uh, I thought Zach looked solid, uh, but it was a clear distinction between him on Monday and Brian Bersay on Tuesday that Bersay is head and shoulders above Zach Pickens. Pickens had uh, some good nasty uh, tendencies to him, and he was learning from Brenson Buckner, but I, I'm not the biggest fan i wasn't the biggest fan on paper anyways and now when i look at the nfl mock draft index go down to the defensive line and see if pickens is on this list pickens is not projected in the top i think we have 100 showing right now 100 picks he's not projected in the top 100 picks currently via all these nfl mock drafts that you can find on bleacher report cbs draft countdown draft network draft wire draft text espn pff player profiler sports illustrated sharp football pfn all these different sites zach pickens does not crest the top 100 per average and that makes sense just based on what i saw number seven chris smith the safety from georgia chris smith looked good him and kelly ringo worked out together and, and i actually preferred chris smith to kelly ringo during this workout uh Ringo looked a little tight in the lower half, but he is a different athlete. He's, he's a 200-pound guy um, that plays – he plays like he's a 200-pound guy at cornerback. He's got the 4-3 speed. Everybody knows that. Uh, but they're doing these turn-and-burn workout. these turn-and-burn um, back it's, – it's not turn-and-burn. It's a back pedal, and then you turn, find the DB coach, and then, and then he says right or left. You turn on the dime, and then you get a ball thrown to you, and – Smith just looked so much cleaner and so much more crisp. He looked more of a, a professional athlete than did Ringo. Ringo was just a little more, a little, little tighter, but I mean, that's not, that's not that bad. I'm trying to find the list of DB coaches that were there. I tweeted these out um, on Twitter. So we had the Falcons defensive back coach, Steve Jackson, which makes sense because it was in Athens and that's just an hour from Georgia. And then the Cincinnati Bengals defensive back coach, Robert Livingston from the Bengals and the Steelers DC Terrell Austin was the one that was playing the turn and burn route. He was at the back end of this workout. Uh, I thought Chris Smith looked good. I think Smith is going to continue to rise up through this process. You look at the defensive backs uh, in the NFL draft right now, where Smith is going off the board. He's currently at pick 72. You can find that over at the NFL mock draft index at player profiler 72 slates him right smack dab in the early part of round three i think he's gonna be able to move himself up even a little bit more through that process i think you're gonna see him at the end of round two ish mid round two in that in that in that area number six brian bersay brian bersay came in to the clemson pro day as kind of the big head honcho the big dog working out it was him and trenton simpson miles murphy moved his workout to april 4th because he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury didn't play at the pro didn't play at the bowl game um and when i'm going to these pro days it's mostly it's a lot of it's a lot of local beat. It's a lot of local Georgia writers. It's a lot of college writers, college kids, college students, whatever. And then a lot of the old heads, the old heads that are from like from Georgia, from Clemson, from South Carolina, that know and that track the team throughout the entire season. And it was overwhelmingly annoyed 
with Miles Murphy. I, I, will, I will say it this way. There was like, oh, yeah, of course he's not going to work out today. He couldn't play in the bowl game because he had to get ready for today. And now he's not ready today. So he's got to have his own work on April 4th. It was just kind of like that feeling from all of these reporters that was throwing me off because Murphy's a guy that's he's got the athleticism. He's 6'5, 270, and he should be running in the in the four fives if he's healthy. And him waiting does scare me a little bit. Um Matty Kuhn goes through the NFL mock draft index for me and, and he compiles a lot of these or these 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 numbers and he's like, Do you think that Miles Murphy to the Vikings in the 20s makes sense? And I was like, I mean, is he gonna show up to this workout? If he doesn't show up to this workout on April 4th, I could definitely see Brian Bers or not probably Brian. I could see Miles Murphy falling even further and potentially being in the 20s. But if I think he if if he gets that workout in, I think you're looking at Miles Murphy being a lock top 10 pick because that's where he should be going. So I'm looking at the defensive line right now. I don't see any Miles Murphy. Look at the edge. He's currently projected 15th overall. Nolan Smith currently projected 16th overall. I think Nolan Smith, I'll talk about him next. He's number five on this list. Nolan Smith, though, comes in. And I saw him at the Combine, and he was an absolute dog on the stage. He was an absolute dog on the field. I don't need to go through his metrics again as far as how he worked out. And then today, or not today, on Wednesday, he was an absolute dog at this Georgia Bulldogs workout. He comes in about that 6'3", 235, 240-pound range. 4.3940 at the combine. The 436th most athletic player in the NF in the player profiler database. That is over 6,620 prospects in it. Nolan Smith looked great. And as bad as people are, are, are talking about Jalen Carter, who's not on this eight great prospect workouts of the week list for me, Nolan Smith was equally as better. So Carter may have dropped in people's brains may have dropped five picks. Nolan Smith rose five picks. So whichever way you look at that Smith continues to look great, continues to smash the entire combine and NFL draft process. Uh, when you look at the NFL order right now, if you go over to playerprofiler.com, see if I can share this little screen ski here for a minute. For those of you on the YouTube, if I click here, you can see the draft order on player profiler. Little double tap for the plus, and you can see the order. Now, where do you see Nolan Smith fitting in? I think you you get down to this seven range, and that's when you begin to, well, even the sixth range with with Detroit. You, you just have to start opening your mind of of okay, what could this team bring in? Think of Nolan Smith on the opposite side of Aiden Hutchinson. It's important to have two edge rushers like this. The chart, the Raiders, they have uh, Max Crosby, but they also have Chandler Jones on their side. They failed to clone Farrell. Number seven is a spot you could potentially think about that edge rusher. Obviously, we know uh, McDaniels is coming from New England. New England's a, b- a big pass rush. I don't know, not university, pass rush team. Like they, they they like to have all these different hybrid pass rushers. I think he fits well there. Atlanta needs needs pass rush, clearly. Uh, Chicago, when they were up at the, in the top three, at one point they were talking about Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. Why not also have that conversation be around Nolan Smith? The Philadelphia Eagles, a bunch of free agents this year. They brought a bunch back, but they also could you also could use some edge rushers. I think you just look at this entire range right here, and I think that the, one of these four picks could easily be explained or or broken down as being a Nolan Smith spot. And then, yeah, as Joe says in the chat, Tennessee Titans. We haven't even talked about Tennessee yet. They have a lot of holes to fill, but – I think Nolan Smith is a guy that fits well in that, you know, right next to that Harold Landry role. Um, Bud Dupree obviously is gone now. 
kind of just playing in that hybrid, that edge rushing system where we saw, like, obviously that's what Mike Vrabel is known for from back in his days in New England. And then you just talk about all these teams. Houston, they could use some edge rushing. Jets, yes. We just talked about New England. So I think you look at picks 7 through 14, and any one of those spots, you can see Nolan Smith going off the board. He has been an immense riser through this entire process. Big fan of Nolan Smith. Cam Smith, let's stay with the Smiths here. Cam Smith is going to make this list. Darius Rush did not make this list, but Cam Smith and Darius Rush could, should both make this one. Um, Darius didn't have as good of a day as Cam did, but Darius has had a fantastic, fantastic NFL draft process dating back to the Senior Bowl. Uh, he looked fucking awesome. There was a bunch of cornerbacks that looked great at the Senior Bowl. And then you talk about um, Darius Rush, who, who's just kind of like growing through the process. Uh, is he going to be a day one guy? No. But is he going to continue to build and build and build and build as we go? I think so. We look where Cam Smith is currently going uh, on the NFL Mock Draft Index. And I can pull up the cornerback position, and I can see that Cam Smith is still slated as a third cornerback off the board ahead of Kelly Ringo. 23.2 in NFL Mock Draft circles for Cam Smith. And then we look down, and we don't see any Darius Rush. And that's the top 100. So uh, I do think Darius Rush is going to pop his head into the top 100. I do think he's going to be uh, a mid-second-round pick by the time this is end-all, be-all done. But his, his workout was just not on the same level of Cam Smith uh, in South Carolina on Monday. Cam made every catch. Cam looked most, the most fluid. Cam is a slight slighter guy. Uh, he's not built quite the, quite, quite the frame. So I've compared him to the J.C. Horns and the Jalen Ramsey. He's called him the seatbelt cornerback of the class. Um, but he's just not. He doesn't have the same exact build as either of those guys with that that almost two hundred pound frame. They could they can just go through and deal with things. Um, I will say one quote I had I just found was back at the combine asked Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee, who was the toughest cornerback that you went against. It was Cam Smith from South Carolina. So Cam Smith, I think, is a guy. Um, that really has it's he's fallen down through this process, but I think it's more so due to Darius Rush growing, and then just a bevy of these other cornerbacks, Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter, Kelly Ringo, also enhancing their stock through this entire process as well. Um, but I think when you're looking at Cam Smith, I think it's a, he's a bona fide day one guy. DB coaches Charles Burks from the Bengals and Tony Oden from the Jets were on hand at the South Carolina Pro Day, and I think Cam Smith put on a great show. and And you could just see he was the these these this two the, this duo they were the dudes at this Pro Day. Uh, Devonnie Reed was there working out with them, but you could like you could just feel it was Cam and it was Darius. It was back and forth, back and forth, and they talked about going through this process together. So that was that was fun. Um, we had a comment in the chat from Ms. Joe. I feel bad for McIntosh. He ran so slow and the dream was over just like that. It sucks. We'll talk about Georgia and their, uh, their weaponry here in just a minute. But first I want to get to their offensive line, Broderick Jones, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from the university of Georgia. Broderick Jones had 24. I believe the number was 24 formal interviews at the NFL combine just a couple weeks ago which was like the second most or the most that we had heard from anybody. JSN had a shitload as well, but Broderick Jones, the offensive lineman from Georgia, uh, wor worked out with Warren Erickson and then Warren McClendon from Georgia on Wednesday. Warren McClendon was the one that shut down Aiden Hutchinson in the national championship just two years ago. A couple of the coaches on hand, Bears offensive line coach Chris Morgan, Falcons Dwayne Ledford, Titans Jason Houtlang, and then the Giants assistant Chris Smith and Jets assistant Billy Vandermark. So 
Both Giants and Jets out of uh, New York came down. The Tennessee Titans obviously need a bunch of offensive line help. The Bears and the Falcons. Uh, you compare that list to what the top 10 looks like right now, and you can kind of project where you can think that Broderick may go because Broderick is a guy. Um, you look at the top list right now, NFL Mock Draft Index, where is Broderick Jones going? Broderick Jones currently is slated to go 15.7 overall. But like I said, Paris Camp, Paris Johnson, 11, Peter Skaronsky, 12. I think Broderick Jones and Darnell Wright have been two of the biggest risers at the tackle position through this entire process. Broderick Jones, 15.7. I think that feels more of like we're getting closer to a floor there. 16, 17, 18 feels like a floor for a Broderick Jones. You look at 17 being the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then you get down to 19, 20 with the, with the Bucks and Seattle Seahawks. I think that's when the floor kind of falls out on him. I don't see him getting past kind of those spots. Like if he falls to Detroit at 18, I think that's a spot where they're like, well, I mean, come on, man. This is Broderick Jones. I don't see that happening, though. So you look at the Giants, where the Giants are picking right now. The Giants, they brought their assistant out there. The Giants are sitting at 26th overall in this draft. They're the team that's really most out of range out of these four teams. But you look at the Jets. And you look at the Titans, the Jets are at 13, the Titans are at 11, and the Bears and Falcons. The Bears are at, eight, at 9, and the Falcons are at 8. So we're looking at 8, 9, 11, and 13. We're all at the Georgia Pro Day dialed in. And, and, I, and I marked all five of these guys because as we go through these Pro Days, I like the, to, to write down, I may not hit on every single position coach that is in attendance. Um, Because I almost missed on, on, one of the, on one of the Giants' um. Fuck, I can never remember his name. The defensive line coach for the Giants. He used to be the Vikings defensive line coach. Uh, he's the man. He he he's what brought Daniel Hunter along, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but he wasn't in the he wasn't in the only reason I recognized him is because I knew who he was. But he wasn't in there working out, doing the workouts with these guys. I try to write down my list when I tweeted out of everybody that had their hand in the workout, was physically in the workout putting a pad on their hand, or was telling a player what to do. These five dudes, Bears, Jets, Falcons, Titans, Giants, were all on hand. That's pick 8, 9, 11, and 13. And then the interesting one is the Giants that are all the way down at 26. Why did the Giants send their assistant there at 26? Are the Giants going to trade up to get this Broderick Jones tackle? I don't know. It's a very interesting note of thought. Patterson, there you go. Thank you. Appreciate you, friends. Andre Patterson. Thank you, God. I, it's just, uh, Anyway, thank you, Franz, from the chat. Andre Patterson, shout-out Minnesota Vikings, shout-out New York Giants. He was in attendance at Clemson. He showed up to Clemson with Don Martindale, and then Martindale. Uh, I did not see Martindale at the Georgia Pro Day, however. So now we go on to number two on this list. Number two on this list is actually not in the 2023 NFL draft class because he's a motherfucking dog, and he's actually a freshman going to soon be sophomore, and his name is Dylan Bell. Dylan Bell, uh, you need to know this name. He's entering his sophomore season in 2023. He's been very efficient in and out of breaks all day at the Georgia Pro Day, caught every ball, looked the best receiver on the field. And Stetson Bennett was like, dude, get out there. Like it was, there was a couple throws left and he got Stetson got through like 95% of his workout, but he threw uh, a deep in and out in the end zone to, to Dylan Bell and he dropped it. And as soon as he came back, they ran one more play to Darnell. And then Stetson looked at Dylan. And he goes, I'm coming right back to you. Get back out there. And that's how they finished their workout. They just sent Dylan back out there for, and it was almost like it wasn't a confidence booster, but it was like, oh, 
like get another. We don't want to leave you on a on a on a drop ball. And I and I really respected that out of Stetson because Dylan Bell, you didn't have to give him shit. You didn't have to give him a workout. But it was pretty apparent from the jump. Uh, there was a bunch of guys. Matt Landers was there. Kenny McIntosh was there. Uh, Kyrus Jackson, Denz, uh, Darnell Washington. There was a bevy of prospects in this class, and it was like the first fifteen balls, four of them went to Dylan Bell, and it was like. Who is that? That guy looks like, and he kind of looks like his face kind of kind of looks like Damian Pierce with kind of like a little little receding hairline. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm talking to one of the beat reporters next to us, and he goes, that looks like Dylan Bell. I was like, who, who the fuck's Dylan Bell? I don't know. Class 2025. So I looked him up, class 2025, Dylan Bell, and he just all day, bang, 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 bang. Six foot one, six foot two, 200 pounds about the friend that he comes in. He's, he fits the archetype fucking perfectly. His upper body is, is jacked to the gills. His lower body yeah, is a little, little thin ski in the lower body, but he's got two years to fucking fill his body out. He's fantastic. And I think Dylan Bell is going to be great. Uh, I tweeted that out the other day and, and I, I feel good about that. Like the, that right there is, it seems like a small thing, but even like I put him number two on this list, a guy like Dylan Bell, just seeing a guy like that uh, at these workouts, I think it's one of the most underrated things about going to the pro days is seeing who's going to show up like this. Like with the South Carolina one and Spencer Rattler showed up. He didn't throw to the prospects. Um, it was like Josh Van and Jalen Brooks. He didn't throw to them because they brought in a different passer. But Spencer Rattler was there, at least supporting. Trey Knox was there, their transfer tight end from Arkansas. And then Juice Wells was there as well. And these guys, you know, while everybody else was like warming up on the other end, Spencer Rattler's down here throwing balls, and you can just see the connection with him. You could see the size of Trey Knox. Trey Knox was fucking huge. Trey Knox is like 6'5, 265 right now. He looks fantastic. Uh, I think it's a guy that we're, we're looking at. Now. He looks kind of like the tight end in um um Fucking shit. Jelani Woods. He looked like Jelani Woods. That's who he looked like uh, at the South Carolina Pro Day. But Trey Knox, tight end from Arkansas, transferring now. Obviously, Jaheim Bell left, went to Florida State, and then Trey Knox comes in. So that'll be an interesting one as well. But Dylan Bell, yes, comes in number two on this overall list. He had an absolutely fantastic day, and it wasn't even his day to work out. He didn't run. He didn't do shit. He literally just ran routes and uh, and I stole a show, in my opinion, at the, at the uh, Georgia Pro Day. I'd love to hear what some of the scouts thought about him as well. Number one, though, on the list goes to none other than Trenton Simpson. Trenton Simpson uh, tore the fucking building off down in Indianapolis with his workout, and then he goes back to Clemson. He did just enough where he looked great. He ran a 4-4-3 at the NFL Combine, 6'2", 235, 21 and a half years old. He's just walking around stacked up. He's he looks like a, a pure running back. You put this guy running back, and I think he'd be a, a I think he could play running back in the NFL. Um, but Trenton Simpson's walking around there. And okay, doesn't look bad, doesn't look bad. He runs the the three cone. I think I had him at six, eight, eight unofficial. He runs a 20-yard shuttle, four, two, one unofficial. Not bad. Pretty solid numbers. He broke seven in this in the three cone, which is good. Six, eight, eight's very, very good. The 20-yard shuttle, four, two, one. I'm not as impressed because I see Brian Bersay run a 4-4-0. 421 solid though, definitely solid at 235 pounds for a middle linebacker. The thing that took me over the top was this Broncos scout who I later saw at the Georgia Pro Day uh, the next day, and he was kind of in that same lead role, is that this Denver scout stayed on him and stayed on him and stayed on him. And after this three-cone drill, a lot of the players at Clemson struggled with the three-cone workout where they kept 
you know, rolling starts. So they double clock them and they have to restart it or they get around the first cone. They make a back turn, a backwards turn. They'd stop the workout, make them rerun it. All these different things that, that you, there's nuances to every, everything you do, all the shuttles and all three cones have nuances to them. And if you don't run it exactly how the scouts want, they'll flag you. You got to restart it. And Clemson was struggling like a motherfucker with it. And Trenton Simpson Finishes his three cone workout. This Broncos scout is just, you know, talking, riding him, da da da, da da da. And then they walk over, and I've talked about this on my show there at night. They walked over to the broad jump area. So the process for this, for the con, for the pro day was uh, broad jump, vertical. So they go in the weight room, they do the height reach, all uh, height reach, arm length, weight, etc. Then they come out, they do broad vertical bench 40 shuttle three cone position drills so they went and did all that stuff trenton did not do the vertical or the broad jump he did the shuttle three cone period then he was going to do his positional workouts they took like a 20 minute pause essentially between the three cone and the shuttle because of trenton simpson because this broncos guy wanted him to jump they're supposed to go into positional stuff. They went straight over to the broad. He did five broad jumps. I think he finished with nine foot ten, but he literally was jump, reset, jump, reset, jump, reset, jump, reset. They just kept making him do it. And I don't know if they were they were like forcing him to see if he could get to that 10-foot marker and make him just a freak athlete in that 10-foot marker. But they just kept pushing him, kept pushing him, kept pushing him, but he couldn't get to it. Then they set up the vertical jumper. He jumps, knocks the vertical jumper over, breaks it, quite literally breaks it. They have to go get a new one. Takes another five minutes. They set it back up. He jumps up. Whammy. 36 and a half. And he's like hyped and everybody else is hyped. They set it back up. Jumps. Wham. There's like three chips left to hit on this jump vertical jumper. And he's like, I'm going to get them all. But that at that point, it was 40 and a half, which is what he ended up with. But he did try again. He missed 40 and a half inch vertical for Trenton Simpson. Um, he didn't have to do that stuff, but th- those were like the side things that really took over the top. And then of course he had a great workout as well at the Clemson pro day. So there's the top eight right there. Number eight, Zach Pickens, seven, Chris Smith, safety from Georgia. Number six, Brian Bursay, D line Clemson. Number five, Nolan Smith, edge Georgia. Number four, Cam Smith, corner, South Carolina. Number three, Broderick Jones, tackle Georgia. Number two for the Debbie people out there, Dylan Bell, wide receiver, Georgia, 2025, and number one, Trenton Simpson from Clemson. But Georgia, Georgia was a great one. My man, Jason Allwine, I saw him in the chat here a minute ago. He was down there. He met me. He drove up from Atlanta to go to his first ever pro day. We had the boots on the ground. He knows that. And he had a good time, I think. Amir Speed was another guy that was there. Ran the four threes a couple times from Michigan State. I see some. I haven't watched his tape yet, but I've seen some back-and-forth comments on uh on twitter on on the thought of one amir speed i'm gonna have to like i said dig in a little bit more to that uh, but there was a ton of coaches on hand at the georgia pro day as expected joe coolen the chiefs defensive line coach was on the lead for the jalen carter known smith workout a lot of people talking about jalen carter questions about his health questions about his his weight uh him finishing the workout um I don't put much into him not finishing this workout as he finished the workout, took his shirt off. He did. A th- he, he looked like shit, period. You can say he looked like shit, but to say he didn't finish the workout, I disagree. I thought I saw him do uh, everything he was supposed to do. 
Um, the the D line group, he was the only interior defensive lineman, and then they brought in the linebackers, and it was kind of like a transition where he went off, and then more of these linebackers came on, and they started to do more edge dropback stuff. Carter doesn't do edge dropback stuff, so he didn't do any of that stuff. I unless I missed a fucking play or something, I saw him complete every workout, and it all looked like dog shit, but he completed everything that I saw. Uh, so Jalen Carter had, a, I mean, I thought he held his weight good going into the day, watching him walk around. He looked good. I tweeted that out, but then during that workout, it was just, he did not hit body language. I would, I don't want to be here. You could just see that was inside of him. Um, let's see anybody else that was there as well. I think I went over all of the offensive linemen that were in attendance for Georgia. Obviously went over Dylan Bell. Let's see if I have any more notes here. Oh, the big one, I guess. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to draft a kicker. Uh, we'll take that. So Pittsburgh's going to draft the Georgia kicker. I don't know when they're going to do it. They're going to do it in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh. Um, what did I say here? She says, Cody did say the scouts have their own records and times. I mean, they don't use combine numbers necessarily. Yeah, what are you replying to? Oh, hi, how have a correlation do you think there is between pro day scout visits and those teams drafting those players? Um, scout visits don't mean shit, uh, during this process. I don't think because they're sending scouts everywhere because they want to get a hand time on everybody. And I talked about this during the combine after the combine, um, that every team has a database. It's kind of similar to player profile. I would say where they track forties, they track all the shuttles, all the three cones, all that shit. And they all do it on hand times because it's the only consistent thing you can have. Obviously, uh, this light is killing me. Um, Obviously, you can you can't have electronic times or laser timers everywhere you go. You can have it at the combine and maybe potentially at some pro days you could have it. But NFL teams rely on their hand times. If they, I shouldn't do thumb; it's trigger. At the combine, even the NFL teams will track their hand times. So if a Tank Dell, for example, runs a four four nine on laser, and a team has him at four four three, he's going in the book at four four three. Reason being, so you can compare those to the pro days. Because if you're hand timing, he's hand timing, we're all hand timing, that's more correlated, more comparable than it is to say, well, you had a 449 at the combine on laser, but we had him 444 on hand at this event. It's like, well, okay, so what's the difference? Well, we know because the research we've done, it's five tenths, but the NFL teams would rather just have everything on the same thing. Another question from Senior Football in the chat. What range do you think Jalen Carter will be drafted in? I don't think Jalen Carter is going to fall very much at this current time. Based on what we know, uh, I do not see him getting out of out of the top 10. Um, I think that Seattle will take that swing. Chicago will take that swing. Imagine if he falls to the Eagles. I would die. If he falls to the Eagles and they pair him back up with Jordan Davis, uh, everybody in that top 10 is going to completely regret that. Um, Hey, I might be getting sick. I might be getting sick. Light sensitivity and sniffles. I've been having sniffles for two weeks, but that's what comes with traveling. So this has been um, a big recap show. My biggest point more so that I wanted to make was just going through all of these these pro days, getting through some of the big guys I wanted to talk about. There was one more guy. What the hell was his name? Oh, Jack Podlesny, the, ki the kicker from Georgia. He stayed there all day, and then at the end – Mike Tomlin and the special teams coach with Pittsburgh Steelers, Danny Smith, were in attendance. They watched him kick. They stood right behind him while he kicked, kicked off, did field goals, 
and they asked him to do onside kicks. And it's pretty impressive workout, I thought. And they seem to be big fans of him. It was the only special teams coach and head coach in attendance that paid attention to him. So I would assume that means they're very interested in Jack Podlesny from Georgia. We'll see where he goes. Kickers are always a, a random a random fucking draw in the NFL draft. Should you ever draft one? No. Do people do it? Yes. Uh, especially if they if they depend on it. But, I mean, Pittsburgh takes chances. I don't know why they'd be drafting a kicker anyway. They, they go for it on fourth more than a lot of teams in the NFL. So that was just an interesting note, though, that Jackpot Lesney uh, had a good workout. And, and quite frankly, that literally Mike Tomlin stood there and watched him do the entire workout. The other note I had was uh, Jets defensive line coach Aaron Whitecotton. Did I say Giants? I meant Jets defensive line coach, I should say. Uh, worked out with Jalen or with Nolan Smith, as well as linebacker coach Bobby King, who was at the Clemson Pro Day working out Trenton Simpson. He was also working out Nolan Smith. So we talked about the Titans earlier. The Titans are a team that should be in on linebacker at some point. It looks like early based on their workouts with Nolan Cart. Jesus, I'm sm- switching their names together. Based on the workouts with Nolan Smith and Trenton Simpson. But this has been the future cast. This has been a good episode. Reminder, reminder, words are not coming out smooth today. Reminder, the Breakout Finder app is live right now. The 2020 class is in there. And the 2023 class features a bevy of studs that you need to just compare to last year's class and then look forward to next year's class. You pull up the breakout gauge right now. You can see it on your phone. It's loading, and it'll tell you exactly who the top of the list is right now. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison. <gasps> Rashi Rice makes the top five in the Breakout Finder for 2023. Go check out the Breakout Finder right now and find out why Rashi Rice comes in at number five ahead of Jalen Hyatt. Go to the running back position and find out why some of these guys end up where they do. I think you'll be very surprised to see where guys like Deuce Vaughn are, Evan Hull, even Tavion Thomas, and on down to the likes of Chase Brown, who does not come in. This thing does not know what film looks like, but this thing is smart as hell, and it has Chase Brown outside of the top 12 at the running back position. So go check out the Breakout Finder, Google Play, and in the App Store on Apple. This has been the Futurecast. I appreciate you guys for hanging out on this fine Friday. There's going to be six shows this Friday, today, March 17th, hey, but St. Patrick's Day, six shows on the Player Profile Radio Network today, as well as I'll be premiering the trailer for the Players Lounge that will be coming out on Monday. Be sure to stay tapped in, stay tuned in at Carpenter NFL on Twitter. The Players Lounge premiere trailer is coming this afternoon, and the Players Lounge episode one will drop on Monday, March 20th. Have a fantastic St. Patrick's Day. Go eat yourself some corned beef. Talk to you next week.